Hey, you guys, Survivors of Addiction podcast here, Brandon Orr, and with me as always is Christy Lashoberg, our fearless leader, Stephanie Mendenhall, and our very special guest today, Lacey Spence. You guys, we're about to have a treat for you today. It's going to be good. So real quick, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are coming up on season two of the podcast where we're going to be interviewing amazing people from all over the United States, plus where we're from also. Um, As we're sitting in our war room discussing, what are we going to do? We need to change it up a little bit. How are we going to do this? We wanted to do these interviews with people. We want to hear people's stories. And the first one that popped up was Lacey. Um, I've known Lacey for quite some time, and I know that she's funny. She's got an incredible story. Um, She battled addiction. She's been incarcerated. You know, she's been through the muck and pulled herself out, dude. So we're really going to get to know who she is today. Um, We're really going to have a lot of fun. We're really going to dive right into it. So you guys, this is going to be... Up, down, left, right. You're going to smile. You're going to cry. You're going to laugh. You're going to giggle. This is going to be a good one. So welcome, Lacey. Thank you for being with us today. We're super glad to have you. Super glad you made time for us today, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. So are you nervous? <clears throat> no. <laughs> we love it. Right. No. Everyone who's ne- a guest is nervous. What made you think that? Never let them see you scared. <laughs> it's amazing the things we talk people into. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. So Lacey... There's a few things about her why we thought that it'd be a really good idea to have her on the program today. Um, She is a mom of two. She's a friend of all of ours. Um, She's also been through some stuff that a lot of people have been through that don't know how to get through it, dude. And And Lacey's been able to healthily get through it. It's important to laugh. It's important to cry. It's important to show your emotion. It's important to be your authentic self. And that's who she gives you every single time. Um, There's also the fact that she has like 53,000 followers on tiktok which is 55 whoa whoa hey yo easy spartacus holy crud 55 that's amazing then you must have he must have grabbed another couple grand last time i checked good job i went on facebook this morning and saw one that you were doing and i was getting crisis phone calls so i couldn't look at it but i'm sure it was amazing because all i seen you doing was laughing your ass off yeah that's what i do but uh we just wanted to sit and talk with you today, Lacey, and just have a conversation with you and just talk a little bit about how you're able to pull yourself through the muck, be able to survive addiction, incarceration, and be where you're at today. How much yeah. time do you have today? A little over four years. Congratulations, girl. Congratulations. That's, Thank you. That's, a, that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, if you don't mind, we're just going to jump right into this and dive into it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your early years growing up? Yeah. Um, well... When I was about three, my parents separated, and my dad moved to Oregon, and I was left with my mom, with my sister um, in California. My mom was very mentally ill. She was on methadone, um, Mm. really unstable, and she got into a new relationship immediately, and he was abusive, and she claimed, you know, he was going to kill her. She was not right. So she took me and my sister to a shelter and she ended up leaving us there, me and my sister. So at how old? Um, three. Wow. Four. Yeah. So from there, uh, me and my sister Ashley were put into foster care. We were in two different foster homes, um, until I was seven and my dad got custody of me. He moved me back to Oregon with him and, 
Um, I lived in Ashland with him. I went to Bellevue and... <laughs> Yeah, it was whoop, fun. Amal, we got a Bellevue girl here. I went Bellevue? to Hellman. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and Walker, actually. That's so yeah, funny. I loved it. It was great because I finally got my dad back, and it was just oh. me and my dad, and I was just so happy. And then he introduced me to um, his girlfriend, who is now my stepmom. I love her very much, but at the time I was very angry. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, I finally got my dad back. So yeah. I was like, wait, I have to share you? What the heck? So, <laughs> um, and she had seven kids. So, oh, man. Yeah. Adjusting to another home was hard for me. And um, so, but, real fast, I yeah. apologize. Did your dad get you and your sister? No, he okay. tried to get my sister, and he couldn't because he wasn't her father. So that was hard, being right, taken away from right, her, right. and she was left behind in foster care. So so there was eight of you in one house now? Well, two. I had um, my brother Ethan and my stepsister Emily, um, but the older siblings were around. You know, they just weren't right. in the house. But, yeah, so, um, you know, we were just— learning to live together and form a family. And my dad was a drummer at Ashland Christian Fellowship. I grew up there going to the church. I love the drums. Yeah. Yeah. So things were going pretty good for a while after um, that point in time, you know, and I was going to church and we were working together as a family unit. And then when I was 12, my real mother had committed suicide and that's kind of what kicked off my spiral um, in, be- in my behavior. Hmm. I can imagine. Right. Yeah. That's so hard. I'm sorry. That's a lot. Uh, yeah. And I just want to say thank you for sharing. And, yeah. and, you know, as we continue to move forward through this cast, like, I just right in the very beginning say thank you for allowing us to have you be vulnerable, let yes. down your guard, yeah. speak some truth. Mm-hmm. It's not going to tickle, but we're going to make it laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm very proud of you for being able to do this. Um, when did you start using? I would say around 20 years old. At 20? How long yeah. do you think you were in active, active addiction for? Five years. Five years. Dude, that must... It must have seemed like a long five years. It did. Because I feel like I remember you out there longer than five years. I know. So real quick backstory, me and Lacey, we go back like four flats on a Cadillac. Um, <laughs> we've been we've been out there. We've used together and stuff like that. And to see her, to see us both clean right now is amazing to me. And it just seems like it was a lot longer than five years. Man, that five yeah. years. It, yeah. Wow. A lot was, was a, crammed yeah, in there. Yeah, that was a lot in five <laughs> yeah. years, dude. Yeah. You can do a lot in yeah. addiction. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <sighs> What's how did that start? Can you can you just real fast? I don't like getting into the addiction part, but I'm just super curious about where that took you at 20 years old and what it looked like at 20 to want to start using at such an older age. Yeah, because for me, I started young, so I'm just curious. Right. Well, I got into an accident and I had Percocet, and Um. that's where it started. You know, I I took more pills than prescribed, and I was. Mm calling all my friends to tell them I love them and I was just so happy and I was like wow and (laughs) so it kind of that's where I got a little taste of it you know and then I turned 21 and I started going out drinking a lot with um my baby daddy and we were doing that and um then we just kind of started dabbling again into the pills and one thing went from you know Higher milligram Percocet to yeah to you know the same story that we've all had. Yes, right? start yes. with the pills. Yep, and at the doctors. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So and then 
It moved and then on it to moved, op- yeah, heroin and to all heroin. that. Yeah, yep. And we actually had to file bankruptcy because we had gotten out so much money, so much money just to support our pill habit. And yeah, one day somebody said, if you try this, it's cheaper. And I exactly what they say too. Yeah, that's like that's like the word out there, man. Like, oh, 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 you can't find your oxys? I got some heroin. Oh man, dude! Like, I remember that like it was yesterday. I remember that the pressure is real in that point too because you're at that point where you're like, is it? Yeah, is it? Well, really? Like this? You know what I mean? And it just sucks you in so fast. Yeah. What was what happened? What uh, what conspired for you to go to prison during your addiction? What conspired? What, like, what had happened? Like, what did you do to make yourself... What happened for you to go to prison? Um, robbery. Like, what'd you do? Um, well... Well... I, <laughs> well allegedly, okay. I... Uh, <laughs> they say that... Well, I just, in the moment, wasn't even thinking, you know, of what's going to happen. And I just went to set up a drug dealer and um, rob him for his drugs and his money. And I had a... I had history with this person and a lot of resentments. So I finally was like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. That world, right? Yeah. That world. Right? And, um, yeah, landed me there. I can only imagine because I, I've been there so many times about that feeling of at a total loss where you're just like the fear of getting in trouble just isn't there anymore. Yeah. Like you get more afraid to get sick than you do to go to jail. Yeah. Yep. Like almost anything is possible when you're in that moment of desperation and probably at your wits end with this certain person yeah. and you're like, F it dude. Like I'm going to get you. Like I know that so well. Mm-hmm. So I felt that when you said it and that's what that pause was. Cause that life is just, and we're both from Medford. So we, know like we know how it is yeah. out here and like i'm just did, how much time did you end up doing two years in a few days <laughs> two years in a few days did you get any <laughs> did you get any trouble up there none oh well i went inside of a dryer i rolled around <laughs> what does that even mean <laughs> I, here it goes I, guys <laughs> i could i was so bored and it was a really big dryer you know and i really, climb really in there small. she's like five so one, you guys <laughs> I'm, I'm four nine i hate to really correct you there but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, get your pack straight. That's <laughs> the perfect size for a dryer. Yeah, so that was the most. I mean, I would get bunked in and stuff, but I really I really was trying to do my best in there. You know, I had to prove myself to my children and um so I wasn't trying to get in a lot of trouble. There was a lot of opportunity to get in trouble right. and to do drugs and all this stuff, but I just the le- the most I did was get in a dryer. Right. I I can't I have so many questions on that. But the one I'm gonna go to is like what kind of work did you do on yourself in prison? Um I I did parenting class. Beautiful, um, how'd that go? It was good. It kinda digged into my childhood too and I was like, Wait, why is why are you going there? You know, <laughs> and but, why, why am I feeling that right yeah. now? <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot. Um it made me feel good. I got to make stuff for my kids and use what I was learning in the class. With my kids, even on the phone or in vi- video visits, and um, did you guys have to take care of the egg too? Yes, and I dropped it ten minutes after I got it. <laughs> so, let me, so, yeah. so let me so let me back that. this up real quick, real fast. In the parenting class in in Oregon prisons, anyway, they have you take care of an egg, and you got to treat that egg like your baby. Yeah, <laughs> and you can't 
draw on it. You can't do any of these things. You just have to care for it. And mm-hmm. for how long? I've never heard of that. I don't even remember how long because I, I dropped it. Yeah. As soon as I got back to the dorm, I dropped it. And they gave us a little satchel for it. Yeah, like, you had this little satchel. Like to carry it. And I got on my bunk and it was count time. And I put my little egg like, like on my bed. And I'm like, just listening to music. And next thing I know, this girl points from like my side bunkie at the ground. Is that your and I'm like, oh my god! My egg. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I like, have never heard that. Yeah, yeah dude, that's was what they do. Part of parenting class. Yes. Yeah. And then they guilt yeah. trip you about it, like, what if that was your child? And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's a Willamette <laughs> egg. Like, I don't. <laughs> it's a Willamette wow. egg. No, Very I, fragile. I remember. Show. I remember, like, because I, I, I'm not a parent, but I had a lot of friends that did that parenting class, and like, you're not the only person to break the egg. Yeah. I just want you to know that right now. Like, but I remember, like, I remember them walking around in prison with their little, and like, they cared for, like, Johnny Alvarado did it. Mm. He did it. He carried his egg. He's yeah. proud of that egg, dude. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you had to have the licensed babysitters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's going to, if you go on, if you have to go to the weight pile, you have to get a babysitter. Are you a licensed child? No. <laughs> no. I worked graveyard shift, dude. I weren't, yeah, I worked graveyard, dude. I was sleeping all day, dude. I was I'm smart. I did my that time on my hilarious. bunk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So. so what else did you do in prison to work on yourself besides parenting class? My favorite class was nonviolent communication. Oh, why? I It just was so deep. And this guy, Xander, he came in from Portland and he was like kind of hippie-ish. And I just, he was such a vibe. And he would like tell us to meditate. I know Xander. Yeah. He came to, he came to Columbia River too. Right? Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. So I did that. And um, I did card making class for my kids, which I loved because it helped me be creative. Um, I think that's, those are the only classes that I was able to do, but I just did a lot of self-work in there. You know, I, and one of the podcasts I had that we did it in the beginning, I said, like, I didn't get a chance to do a lot of classes doing graveyard shift work, but what I did do is I grabbed a bunch of my composition notebooks and I wrote yeah. and I wrote mm-hmm. and I wrote until my freaking fingers hurt, dude, I know. but I did it, you know, yeah. and I didn't know what else to do. And it was a men's list and what things I was doing right and reflections. And I would, I would even write old stories that I did. You know what I mean? But th- that's just the work that I had to do on myself to give myself a little bit of clarity of where I wanted to be when I got out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So when, when you got out, did you have a plan before you got out, what you were going to do? Um, well, not really. I mean, yes, but not really. Um, I knew that I had to get into sober living. Um, you know, when when you're in there, you just kind of fantasize about what it's going to be like when you get out. And I am an overthinker. So I did do a lot of hard time because I made it that way in my head. And all my friends can vouch. They're like, Lacey, please stop. They could just see my wheels turning. And they're like, <laughs> like, stop stewing on stuff. But I, so I had imagined how I wanted things to go when I got out, but I was just kind of taking it a day at a time, you know, just kind of. Do you have anything for it, Christy? Well, I was just thinking about, um, you know, when you were saying that, you, that you're an overthinker. So was it thinking about all like what your new life was going to be like? And did you think that you would be using when you got out? And how would you not use? Because I know those are all the things that I thought about. Yeah, I think, well, I wasn't thinking about using. I really wasn't. That's pretty great. Yeah, that was not even in my worries. Mm. I wasn't worried about that. Um, I was just worried about my kids and what they would think of me and how I would make them comfortable with me again. And you know, just future tripping a lot. Right. And um, so, and when I was in there, I would be thinking about like, you know, 
do they hate me? And are they calling someone else mom? Mm. Are they just things that I have no control over, you know? So I just... I'm really bad with the overthinking thing. Yeah, me I too. mean, we all are. There I'm you the, are. There I'm you're, the worst. Yeah, you're sitting on your too. bunk and all you got is yourself and your CL20s and all you're doing is thinking, dude. Like, yeah. the head starts to hurt. I get it. Like, yeah. how did you, uh, first off, you know now that you were just overthinking it, right? Yes. Like, because look at you yes. now, right? I want to take that back real quick because I was going to say something else, but I remember when you were talking, like, you've definitely proven to a lot of people and yourself that, you know, you had a goal. You accomplished yeah. it. You came out and you're killing it, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Dude, thank you, dude. The crime percent just went down 5% with you. doing good. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Hey, you're welcome, Jackson County. You know? <laughs> yeah. yep. We'll be expecting those certificates, bro. <laughs> Another yeah. one off the street. You know what I mean? No, but seriously, like I can, I, like, I can only imagine... We're, like, I know men's prisons and women's di- prisons are totally different, but we're all from Oregon, and they're all pretty much all politic the same way when it comes down to where you want to be, what you want to do. Like, I remember telling on the podcast the first one, like, when I first walked up into prison, the first thing I saw when I was carrying my box is I got – I walked in through the corridor, and I see people doing lines of suboxone off their bunk. Mm. And right I when was, you got there? Right. I mean, right when – I mean, it was like <sighs> – Yeah. Like, and I was like – and I was like <laughs> – Oh shit! <laughs> like this is real, and they were on. So the it went like one went one way and one went the other, and like I'm looking over and I'm seeing this way and I'm seeing three empty bunks over there, and I'm going, please don't send me over there. And they sent me to the other side of the the dorm, and I was like, oh my god, thank you, oh thank you, god. dude, thank you, because I was so afraid. Because right when I seen it, don't think for the first second, I was like, oh, pff, get away with that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like yeah. I got money on my books, so, yeah. Yeah. but like it was, it was a fear, dude. So staying clean in prison for me was a big thing, and I'm something I'm very proud of. Is that something that you're me proud too. of that you stay clean for? It is because I had women coming up to me saying, "You're from Jackson County? Oh, I got you." Mm-hmm. And wow. um, I had all the drugs in front of me, um, and I was just like, first of all, that sounds like a bad time to do in here. <laughs> Doesn't it? It's like, like what does that what this am I gonna doesn't do? sound fun at all? Sit on my bunk and, and lay under a Trip wool out. blanket sweating profusely. <laughs> like, Trying to watch TV, <laughs> not no, thank blink- you. That stinks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> my pupils are black. No, thanks. So I just, yeah, that is a proud moment for me because I could have went the other way, you know? Right, fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, but they need to probably done more time, and that's where my heart. That's where my heart went. Like I don't know how it was in the feds, Christy, but in state, like getting hot. Like I don't want to do more time than I have to do. But in the feds, like sometimes I hear you get pushed to do things up there. But that's the men's side. Yeah, I don't know nothing about the female yeah, side. Yeah, and then you're the I don't only think, female I know that went to federal prison. I don't think anyone got more more time for for using. Um, it seemed like a lot of times people were high, and the officers would see that, and it wouldn't be a big deal at all. But I know, like um, in my bunk, a lot of times they were doing lines right next to my head, and I'd say, "Can you just like not do it near my head, or can you just wait till I get out?" And you know, they would say, "Come on, Chrissy, I got you, I got you," and I'd say, "And but I think for me, I thought if I do this in here, then I'm screwed." Like, if I right. if I do these drugs in here, then what's the rest of my life going to be like? I have to le- at least try not to do any, and yeah. I didn't do any in there. Yeah. Because if I would have, I think that would have – that's a slippery slope. I can go down quick. Well, let's yeah. – you know, and, and the, rea- the, the realistic part of it is that if any one of us would have done it, we wouldn't be sitting here today doing what we do with For our sure. lives. Yeah, because you we wouldn't I mean? have changed. We mm. weren't in there – you know, and also I had one of my friends um, in there – bring a bag of meth and I remember telling her we're flushing that together like wow. I told her you're not doing that 
and she was like, "Okay, Lacey," and I was like, "Let's go." Oh, and that's we flushed that together. Wow. Yeah, because I was I'm like, really proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could have done a lot of things with that. I mean, yeah, there. you don't have to do it, but man, you could have <laughs> been penitentiary rich. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. Shoot. No, yeah, we flushed it, that's and I. That's, that's a big deal. Yeah, because oh my god, people would have been sick in there. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, let's get rid of this right now. Right. Right. So yeah. So Brandon, I yeah, met Lacey when she was in prison via letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mm. so I didn't know her at all, but I knew her baby daddy and her kids pretty well, actually. And at one point, um, I got her address and wrote to her, and um, I just remember the tone of her letters and the things she said. In fact, I have them still. We've talked about that. Mm. But she really wanted something different, and she was open to taking suggestions and had a lot of hope for her future, which I think is so important. You know, if you're going to be incarcerated, (laughs) use the time to work on yourself, you know, and the fact that you were willing to open up to a complete stranger that you knew had time with your kids and, you know. That's actually really cool. looking out for you. I loved that. Hey, I'll tell you one thing, dude. Everybody wants a pen pal. So <laughs> it's true. Write that, I'm gonna write yeah. you back. Yeah. <laughs> when that mail comes, it's like yes. You know, when loves me. one of the first times I met Stephanie, I went into her office with my wife, and we sat down because I knew she had something brewing in the community. You know what I mean? I had to, but I was sitting. I met her. I'm like, how do you know that girl? She had your picture. Oh really? She had your picture up. I'm. Like, how do you know that girl? She goes, oh, I was right. And I'm like, I know that girl really well. That's Lacey. <laughs> yeah. She goes, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, Stephanie, you just have a way about you of doing that with people. Like yeah. Just, yeah, she does. I loved your letters, especially because you weren't just like dry. You were really getting into deep conversation with me. I remember writing you like front to back, front to back. I remember mm. where I was sitting in the day room. I was just like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. It so really special. matters. It really matters, it especially hey. when people on the streets write you. You know You'd what I mean? you be like, Spence, mail. Is it Stephanie? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aww, that's yeah. That's, yeah, I remember I tried to just write it like, you know, to establish a friendship or a relationship, which is how I navigate most of my conversations yep. anyway. But, you know, I told yeah. her a little bit about myself. And I think people think, well, if I were to write someone in prison, what would that look or sound like, you know? And i just trying to be a friend, you know? And yeah. just appreciated how much you shared of yourself with me. And I think that's kind of where we bonded, that and the fact yeah. that you and Lyric uh, had a relationship, which was one of my first girls that I ever helped and so I, I don't know like even when you came out I was so happy even though we'd never met in person still for years when I'm I like, saw you randomly you. outside yeah <laughs> I'm like, gotta be cool she yeah. like was stopped at a stoplight and she yeah. like gets out of her car and runs over yeah. <laughs> yeah it was really cool to like meet her for the first time in person yeah. so I'm really proud of you girl like Thank I know you. what you've been through because you shared it with me and you know, it, it's not small. I think sometimes people say, yeah, I have four years. I mean, you've been through hell. Yeah. yeah. Four years is a long time, dude. Right. Four years is a long time, dude. That's all I got to say. It is a long We're time. proud of you, dude. So. Thank you guys so much. Very work, Very good words, Steffi. Yeah. Very good words. Um, real quick, Lacey. Um, I'm going to ask you something. Mm. Be prepared. Okay. Will you share with us what you were doing the day you found out that your dad passed? Yeah. Um, Well, it started the night before. And my dad never goes to the hospital for anything. Man's man. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Drummer. Yeah. He really. (laughs) And um, I was in Fred Meyers. I was having a really good day, too. And um, my mom texted me and said, you need to call me. So. I knew something was wrong. I didn't assume it was my dad, but, and, you know, 
Being my mom, she was so calm about it. Your dad went to the hospital because of some stomach pain, and um, he's just in a lot of pain, Lacey. And, um, but he's, he'll be okay. He has people helping him there, and I couldn't stay because of COVID, but I will be there in the morning to make sure he's okay, and I will let you know. So um, the rest of that night, I was just really not okay. Because, Probably couldn't sleep. Yeah, I just I knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it's that connection piece yeah. that we have. Yeah, and um, so um, the rest of the night I was just really struggling, you know. And I called my current roommate Sharon. She's like family to me. I called her and I told her about it, and she said, "Lacey, you need to call the hospital in the morning and find out." And so the next morning, I had work that day, so I woke up and. I immediately called Wyoming Medical Center, and I um, said who I was, and I needed to speak to a nurse. And I was sitting on my floor getting ready to do my makeup for work. And um, she said that your mom is here if you want to talk to her. And my mom got on the phone, and um, she was crying. And she said, it's not good, Lacey. And... um, He's not going to make it. You need to talk to him, which just blew my mind because. Real quick and all of a sudden. Yeah. So I just remember falling to my knees and um, I stayed on FaceTime with my dad until he passed away. So, um, yeah, it was, it was That's a lot. the most painful moment of my life. So. I, I just, I'm very proud of you. Um, a lot of the times when I see people go through things like this, they run from it and oh, yeah. you faced it. You faced it, girl. Yeah. I wanted to run from it. I, I'm I, sure you did. did. It's the normal, you know, it's that fight or flight, dude. And we're so good at flighting that, you know, but that's the work that you were able to do on yourself yeah. to really, you know, know who Lacey is again, to be able to hold that down. I'm very proud of you for that. Thank you. And you're very welcome. You know, when I was on the phone with my dad, I, I couldn't get anything out except for, I was just like, I was hyperventilating saying his name over and Mm. over. And, um, I just kept saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. I couldn't think of anything else to say. And he said to me, you have to be strong, Lacey, and take care of my little buddies. And I just, I remember that in every moment that I want to be weak, I can't let him down. I can't let my kids down. You know, I was put here for something else, not that. And I want to live for my dad, too, you know. So, yeah, it was it was rough. So, real th- thank you again. I'm probably going to say that a lot just because yeah. I'm, I'm very proud of you for finding what it takes to share this with us and yeah. everybody else. Thank yeah. you. Um, and that's a lot of pain to absorb. Right, dude. A lot of pain to absorb, especially when it's a father and a daughter. Can I, can I ask you where you were at in clean time with that? I, well, my dad passed away one year and seven months ago, so. A little over two years? Yeah, yeah. A little over two years. So about two and a half years. A little yes. over two and a half years. Yes. Okay. Um, and you've got four today. I do. You know, I'm about to ask you. How'd you stay clean during that? Well, I, a lot of different ways. <laughs> Um, I got into grief therapy. Yep. And I had two 
go and see a doctor. I got on medication. Um, and my friends, my support, they're right. my lifeline. They right. really are. And my children, you know, it's just a lot of different things all together. And I think that therapy is really huge for me. And nice. podcasts, podcasts, grief podcasts. Mm, yeah. They really helped me. I've read books on it. I just really was desperate for anything. So I was open to anything. And what I've, well, 55,000 followers have had the pleasure of watching is the way that you, oh, yeah. is the way that you share your emotions so openly on TikTok, yes. on Facebook, on social media in general. Like you have no fear about showing who you are and what you're going through. And like, Lacey, I'm going to let you know, like when we were go, I went through a few of your TikToks and, uh, I felt them to my soul and there was times where I was crying with you and I was happy you were alive. Yes. I was happy that you were able to, with no shame and no give a shit about what people think, were able to share how you get through it and what you're dealing with out loud and not hiding it or shoving it down. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you're freaking amazing about that. Like, I don't know if you know it or not, but that is like, for Brandon, I don't know about everybody else, but that's one of the highest forms of inspiration I can freaking find. Well, yeah, and and the fact that I'm sure you gave space for other people to feel, because even though I want to feel right. my emotions, a lot of times I can't access them unless I talk to someone like my sister when she says hello, then I start to cry just because I have that emotion. Or, you know, when I see you on TikTok crying it just allows space for someone else to cry yeah I totally which is amazing and that is another way I've coped um thank you for bringing that up Brandon but you know I've used social media as a cope, coping mechanism yeah. and it really has helped me and I am totally an open book yeah. and there's some people that have made comments about it like maybe you shouldn't post stuff like that and I'm like Maybe, I'll post another one tonight. Yeah. Maybe you should. <laughs> Maybe you should keep look. it moving. Yeah. <laughs> Unfollow. Yeah, it's easy. Um, but it helps me and it helps me help other people. And it's funny you say that, Christy, because my good friend Carly said that to me just yesterday. She's because she has been through grief. Both of her parents have passed as well. And she said, I relate to you so much, I'm just unable to right. show that. And it helps me. Yes, so, for sure. For yeah. sure. And then people think, gosh, you know, what's wrong with me because I can't share my grief. But, you know, after years of shoving it down or, or don't have that space to do that, when you do it, you give others permission. Yeah. You know, so I think that's beautiful. Well said. Mm -hmm. I love it. There's a so much in all of them. And you're also like you guys check. Give your what's your Facebook? What's your TikTok name? Baby, BBY, Lacey, XOXO. Check her out, you guys. She's freaking hilarious, dude. <laughs> there are some of them on there that just are. It's just real. It's, it's just, just like a, a real lot, human. Dude. It's a lot. There's like, like sometimes I think I'm a lot, and then I look at Lacey's page, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little pulled back. You know? Gu yeah, guaranteed a good time. Either way, you know, and it's like, yeah, I just like to be my authentic self on there. I'm a really funny person, and yeah. those are, like, probably my 
favorite TikToks to make is when I'm just being weird because. Mm. <laughs> well, it's cool to have the whole range of emotions. So yeah. many people don't. You're like, God, I envy her that, you know, someone could be funny like that or silly or whatever. But, because you know, you can do the whole emotions, you know, which is so amazing. Yeah. yeah. And you do I a good it. job at it. You do. Yeah. You do a good job. Yeah. And the ones that don't like it, then that just means that they're still shut down. Don't worry. They don't have the capacity. Yeah. Some people like onions, some people don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you're not going to make everybody happy, dude. Yeah. Um, you know, recently, um, I'm going to share this, and we all just went through a death recently. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I find that, like, I have I have my days where I still grieve really hard. Like, yesterday was just, I couldn't help it. Like, yesterday, I was just going through it, right? Mm-hmm. What gets you through those hard days today when we go through those things? Like, how does Lacey get through it? I, when I have those hard days, I give myself permission to cry. And, you know. Take note, people. Yeah, and it's it's hard because I compartmentalize a lot. And I, I even prepared myself for this podcast. Don't cry, Lacey, don't cry. And, you know, so sometimes I bury it so much that it is hard to cry sometimes. Yeah. Um but when those days come, I just allow it. And I don't even care where I'm at. Wow. I just, I don't care. I'll <laughs> just cry. We, you That's guys good. go to her TikTok. You'll find her in her car doing it, in front of her mirror doing it, <laughs> typing at her office doing it. She yeah. could be in the drive-thru doing it. She yeah. really doesn't in care. In a golf yeah. cart. In a golf cart. Yeah. It doesn't matter, dude. I don't care. And, you know, the people around you that love you and understand, they won't care either. And it just happened to me the other day at work. And um, my boss and I share which she's my friend, we share an office together and I just immediately start crying and she's like tearing up because she knows too. And I'm like, I just don't care. And I'm just crying and crying. You just have to allow it when it happens. And then that's healthy. Yeah. And then afterwards you just feel so much better. You're like, okay, I I can still cry. I'm human. I'm still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am a human. Yeah. Yeah. That's facts. (laughs) But I am still working in therapy, you know, with trying to not bury it so much, but it's hard. It's a survival thing. There's Mm -hmm. only so much you can take on in a day. And so. Well, Lacey, it's like, since we were kids, we've been taught to bury things. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, just now as, and I say this a lot, like we're so blessed to be where we're at today and where the community and where people are with mental health. Mm Mm-hmm. That we're able to talk about these things, pull them up, and actually find out where the underlying issue is, so right. to speak, you know. So, and the way, you, you know, there's many ways of doing it, and you're killing it, dude. So. Thank you. You did good on that one, girl. Yeah. You did good. <laughs> I'm proud of you for that. <laughs> so, once again, like, this is where I'm going to make a shift because I really want to get into your TikTok and the humor and the social media. I know we got touched on a little bit, but, like, I'm super curious, like, you've been out how long now? little over two years. Okay. And you, and you've got this huge social media following and like what stemmed from that? Like where did that get started? What made you want to start your social media little wave? Well, it started with my friend Izzy and she was on TikTok and she started saying like, let's learn these dances together. And I'm like, oh, like back when the TikTok I've been seeing them forever. No one will learn a dance. How long yeah. ago was that? Oh, that was like right when I got out. That's so amazing. in 2019. Bought a phone, made a TikTok. Yeah. And That's so we awesome. were doing all these dances like in parking lots of Fred Meyer with our shoes off, like just all over doing these crazy dances. And it was fun. And I felt like a little kid again. You know? <laughs> I love that. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's a child of freedom. Stuff. And you yeah. were free. That's what I was yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So it started with that. And then next thing you know, I just started kind of learning about how it worked. And then I just, it just started growing from there. And I got better at it, I guess. What do you mean by better at it? 
I don't know. I don't know. I just like. What did, what was your first feeling when you seen that you had 10,000 followers? I mean, I was like, how? (laughs) (laughs) But the one that really blew me away is I did this video and it got over 2 million views and I was just. 2.4 million. Yeah, but normally when sometimes I'll make a TikTok and I'm like, oh, this will get a lot of likes. You know, I'm like, mm, mm, <laughs> so mm. confident. Yeah, and then when I did that TikTok, I was just messing around, kind of, and then it all of a sudden, so funny. saying yeah, what? Tell well, me that about one it. was the one I think when I was doing like an interview, like you mm-hmm. know the murder interview yeah. one. I don't know why he said he can walk, could walk just fine. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, and so it was just nothing really. You know, and then it just blew up. So from there, I just, I maybe that gave me a confidence to then be like, oh, okay. And then da, I just da, kept da, going. Da. Yeah. Right. I mean, That's technically awesome. I could make money off of TikTok. I just haven't gone there. I yet. was literally <laughs> telling them that. I'm like, I don't know why you're not. Like, yeah. seriously, like, oh, just become should, a creator. Girl. Mm. I know. I mean, you pretty much are a content creator. Yeah. So you might as well get paid for it. Yeah. Quit doing stuff for free, dude. I know. What the heck? What are your favorite videos <laughs> to make? Um, like, if you were to make one right now just for GP, what would Lacey make? Something funny. I mean, that's just, I don't know. That's when I'm my most authentic self is when I'm being funny. Or if I see something that I relate to or that I can remake, I'm like, oh, I'm really good with my facial expressions. You know, I'm really, um, what's that word? I'm photogenic, demonstrative. Yeah. Um, yeah. What the heck is that? I don't know. Doing that. (laughs) I just said, yeah. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You never say these big words. Like, I, you guys, I should. Demonstrative. We We know those words. Animated. I'm very animated. 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 Perfect. You are animated. She is kind of like a cartoon character. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know my face. I'm like, (laughs) she's funny. Yeah. It's with your expressions and your silliness. Yeah. Like, do you get good feedback? I do. And the most of the feedback I get is honestly on the. Raw ones, though. Those ones that were your that are about my dad crying. and with grief and emotions and yes, yeah. which is so much support. People reach out to me all the time. People message me all the time and say you helped me. Mm. You and oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, so I get a lot of those and a lot of support from random people. I've gotten on a support page from this other woman that's grieving on there, and so it's just been a good wow. way to I love that. Yeah, I get. Support. Do you still keep in contact with any of them, messaging back and forth or whatnot? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. We touch base. I gave one of the girls, she lost her dad too, my number. and That's so beautiful. So Where is just, she from? I couldn't tell you. Wow. To be honest. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what I want to know. I'm like, oh, wait, you want to get a hold of me? Where are you from? They'll be like, I'm from Korea. I'm like, yes, dude. I'm like Minnesota or something? I don't wow. know. She's it's, far away, but. It's Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> Come on. Well, because so, there's so many people suffering. Yeah. You know, there really is, and quietly. So you would never know it. You know, I always say you put on your red lipstick and a nice pair of high heels and get to work, and, and others don't realize that they're suffering. So you bring that out in them, and I love that. Yeah. It was it's really it, special. Was it yesterday? We're all flipping through your TikToks. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no. we were flipping through it. <laughs> we were flipping through your TikToks. And scroll. I was getting jealous. I'm like, I want to learn how to do a dance. Yeah. So like, if we could just get week. somebody okay, to come in it. and teach Christy how to do a TikTok, please. Like, <laughs> I'm not a good dancer, you, but I really want to pretend I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got one of them little weird light thingies, so you're halfway you there, dude. You know what I mean? You have a ring light? Yeah. Let's I do. do it, dude. All right. Let's go. Let's go. The two of you would be great. It brings out your inner child. That's what I love. Oh, so much man. about it because yeah. so many ding, ding, times ding. we don't do that inner child work. 
Brandon yeah. loves inner child. Mm. <laughs> Little Brandon. Yeah, I'm about as kidding. much as I like onions and toenails. <laughs> we, we did an inner child workshop last night, and he bolted out the door. He did. Seconds. He's like, I'm out of here. See but you later. he was already out the door when he said, okay, I'm out. You know, like, but nope, it's cool. Not, but yeah. the dancing part is is like yeah. a, is, it's like, like a little girl in us. Like, yes, I love that. It's, there's a wait. sense of freedom when I watch these TikToks. Like, there's a lot of you know, there's all types of TikToks. Like, we know that. Like, but the ones that are fun are like the ones where they're just authentically being goofy. Mm-hmm. I love those ones. Like, yes. especially the content creators that are like just goofy and just out there making people laugh that aren't verified, that aren't mm. doing these things. And those are the ones I like to follow because they just make me happy. Yeah. Dude. Right. yeah. Like they totally. just make me happy. Yeah. My I husband agree. and I have this routine where I'll be looking at TikToks and it'll be something wild that doesn't seem real. Yeah. And I'll show it to him. I'm like, is this real? And he's like, <laughs> no. He pretty much says staged. no to almost everything. Unless <laughs> yeah. it's like obviously staged. And then he goes, yes, that one's real. <laughs> yeah. Not funny. I yeah. can see Tony on a TikTok right? with his dancing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. Please make oh, him boy. do it. Oh, yeah. I would do it in two seconds. Tony, if you're hearing this with and you chair. don't do a TikTok. He totally would. He loves dancing. Yeah, with the chair. Oh, well, he's just about as he's just about as animated it is you right I is mean, he? oh he gosh is. man this dude's amazing he makes me laugh and <laughs> lights up the room when we he were walks just in laughing it. about the thought of him doing yoga because we did yoga as staff the other day He's we like, do grief can too can you imagine if tony were in here he would hate this yeah, yeah. we did it for our grief workshop too we do oh really grief stuff yeah. Too. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. dude yeah. i've lost 21 people you know what i'm saying yeah. we need to do it's that it's important i, I, I want to bounce back real quick and ask you something <clears throat> how has social media helped you it's helped me when I see things that I relate to, it's helped me realize I'm not alone, yeah. um, and it's helped me express myself in a healthy way. Okay. Yeah. You, is that your final answer? I, I think so. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to—yeah, I don't know. When I see things that I feel kind of like how other people probably see when I do it, yeah. I get that too from other people's videos and stuff, and I'm like, I feel—oh, my God, I'm not crazy. Wow. Yes, exactly. It's not cool. just me. Yeah. It's not just me. I'm not crazy. And then I'm, it makes me feel better. And then it also allows me to express myself in making like creative videos. And right. it's kind of like, I know it sounds kind of silly, but it's a way for me to also kind of honor my dad when I like video, make videos about him too. Yes, I can totally yes, see yes. that. Yeah. I love that you said that. Yeah. That's, I love that you said that. Like keeping him alive. I yeah. like to talk about him yeah, and dude. and share Keeping videos. His name alive, yeah, dude. I'll share videos I already posted on Facebook five hundred times. I don't care. I'm like, look at him. Look at my dad. Rock his mullet. Aww. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he had a mullet. Yeah, he did. Yeah, the Aww. TikToks that have his voice recorded are really mm. compelling. Mm. Like you still all the voicemails that I have. Yeah, and, of him. Yeah, I'm very grateful that I have those. And now I'm constantly taking videos and pictures of me and all my friends all the time because I just realized like that is all you have left and recently you know with Anthony I am like why did I never take pictures with me and him I I have nothing I found one picture and like I just I don't know you know when you lose people you just realize like that's all you have left so I'm just like hi how are you anyways yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know we need to document yeah Yeah. you know there's Lacey thank you for that response I love that there's like, there's also that one, like, how do you think it helps others? But before you answer that, like, I want to say like how, how that stuff helps me is like, it reminds me that it's okay to cry. Yeah. It's yeah. okay to feel my feelings. It's okay to grieve. However, Brandon feels like grieving in that moment. And for me, that's big. And a lot of the times, because like I, I have four brothers, four uncles, no women in my family. My sister pretty much, I have a sister that's pretty much a dude. Like, 
we don't we don't know we like i wasn't taught how to grieve right so it's like it's cool i can watch on social media not just you but there's a lot of others that do and it reminds me like dude it's okay just to sit there and let it out yes or it's okay to laugh it out it's okay to yeah. whatever All the things, yeah right? whatever it is it's okay as long as you get it out and you don't bury it down deep yeah i it, i'm just going to touch on this too i didn't know how to grieve either and it's a big deal it's crazy to other people because I did lose my mother and my sister to suicide. I did lose a stepbrother to heroin overdose. I've had a lot of death in my life, but yeah. I've never grieved. I've never mm-hmm. grieved. And maybe it's because with my mother, I just didn't have this, like, really personal bond with her. Of course I was hurt and I, but and confused and angry. Um, with Dominica, my older sister, I was really angry. Like, how could you do that, especially after our mom? Why would, right. you know? But then with my dad, it was just... I, my dad was my best friend. He was my life. So I didn't know like how to grieve. Right. And people in my life probably looked at me like, you've been through this. And it was like, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. So, but it's a different thing, right? Because it's like all your emotions were all mixed up. Yeah. I would imagine. Or maybe I just didn't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I want to, I want to ask you something because it kind of happened to me through our addiction the time where we were using together mm-hmm. for those, we lost some people. Mm-hmm. Like, and I didn't grieve through that whole thing until I got to prison because I was finally clean enough to understand my emotions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. That's where I started really having, I'm like, okay, if I don't just start doing work on myself now, dude, like I'm going to get out and get loaded just to, just to, just to hide the pain. Yeah. You know, um, do you feel like when you got out, when you got clean that you were able to go through emotions easy? easier like did you feel that the ones that you had packed down there yeah they all surfaced. We went through some shit dude yes and they all surfaced and everything um that i had been packing in in my addiction it yeah. just flooded out for sure in prison and it was really hard it wasn't easy right. as you know and to do that work isn't easy and so yeah it was good to like feel because i wasn't feeling for so long right. but god it was hard it was hard. It yeah. was a lot of work. Well, thank you because, you know, I bring that up for the for the ladies and gentlemen out there listening. Like, it's okay to go through it. Like, when you get clean, you're gonna feel feelings. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna walk through some shit that's gonna be tough. But it's how you go through it is how you're gonna grow through it, you guys. So mm-hmm. I'm very proud of you. You have grown so proud of you exponentially, dude. Thank you you are over the top. This is this is cool. This is a mm-hmm. cool podcast. Lacey, I just wanted to ask you um, if you could share the story about what you did with your dad's ashes. I just think because it sheds so much light on who I think he was as a person, and it's so you and kind of just really cool and part of your grieving process. Absolutely, I'm like grinning because you asked me to share that because I love talking about my dad. (laughs) So yeah, we had a conversation one time, and we were. A little bit drunk and swinging on a hammock outside under the stars years ago. And um, we were talking about if we die. And he's like, if I die and I get cremated, I want somebody to put my ashes, like be holding my ashes and go through a wave like surfing and let it out right as he's ripping through the wave. And I was just like, <laughs> what? Like, yeah, ha, ha, ha. that's funny. Um, no, really, though. No, <laughs> no really, though. <laughs> yeah, so, 
you know, I was <laughs> wanting hilarious. to do that for him, right? But I can't surf, and I'm nowhere near an ocean. And my dad also um, loved riding dirt bikes. He was in motocross and stuff. So I um, called my friend CJ Fort. My dude. <laughs> Our dude. Yeah, and I just had— Love you, brother. It was so— awkward almost but he made it so cool because I was like I have a favor to ask like can you take me on the back of your dirt bike and let me spread my dad's ashes like while you're riding and he was like absolutely I would be honored and Aww. I was like oh thank god anything that's, for CJ to so ride cool. his motorcycle dude motorcycle <laughs> help you out yep yeah. those are my those are my steak and taters such a good guy where'd yeah. you do it at um, it was up like John's Peak. Oh, beautiful. I yeah, love John's Peak. Yeah, and um, it was really pretty. It was kind of funny, though, because I'm like, how am I going to do this? I'm thinking about, like, am I going to put it in a jar? And I'm like, okay, Dad, you would laugh at this. So just so you guys know, my dad was really funny. I got my humor from, from him. And I'm like, you would laugh at this. So I empty out a Parmesan cheese Oh, and I'm like, I'm cleaning it out. It. I'm cleaning it out. I'm cleaning it out. I'm like, I'm so sorry, Dad. I just, I want it to be like magical. And so I like put some ashes in there and I get on the back of CJ's bike and he like goes up to the top and he's like, all right, I'll give you a minute. And I'm like, no, that's not the vision. You need to be going like fast, like go. And I'm going to let, let him go in the wind. And he's like, you better hang on. And I'm like, okay, one arm, you know. Um, yeah, not enough. But, <laughs> Not enough, dude. CJ's a big old boy and he say, rides fast, dude. You're a little fella. You in are the Parmesan a cheese can. That's Did hilarious. you like cover the can in anything or is it just like green Parmesan? Oh, I cheese? took the wrapper off and I could oh, see okay. my dad's ashes and I just said, All right, let her rip, Dad. Like he my dad would have been like, Heck yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like and it was just it was great. He would have loved it. But one day I am gonna find a surfer because I still have a lot of my dad's ashes and I'm gonna be like, Listen, man. <laughs> Listen, bro. Listen. Saw I, I, you. Yeah, can go. I need you to do something for me. Yeah. Do me a solid, would you? Yeah. So that's a beautiful story. That's Thank awesome. you for sharing that with the yeah, yeah. Stephanie. You. you nailed that. <laughs> you know, it seems like when I watch you, um, you have such this glow about you that's just so beautiful and so um, inspiring and so authentic and just so real that, you know, I'm curious, what is it that inspires you and what makes you keep going in the way that you are just you, Lacey? Love that. Uh, I think what inspires me to keep going, um, I was thinking about that one, um, being grateful for like what I have now. So that makes me keep going to just continue having it. Okay. Um, gratitude, being grateful. My kids inspire me to keep going. Um, my dad. That's awesome. Um, I think me like all the trauma that I've been through and the hardship is what makes me love myself mm. and that's my next question what I was going to ask because <laughs> I find that with women all different ages when I when I ask if they love themselves 90% of the time the answer is no or not really so I'm curious like for all that you've been through and all the tragedy and still I'm sure your life's not super really easy right now no. too you know you still go through a lot so how what could you say to women that don't love themselves oh gosh I know that's a big question but that I mean if I can get that answer I would because I try to understand, like, what can I say to them or what can we do? But That's I don't a know great question, dude. I don't know if it's time or— You know, I was just talking about this with my son who's 14, and he's struggling with that and about what other people think of him. And yes. 
I think that's a big deal for me. I think that's huge. I I have to stop caring because either way, people are going to look at you. If they like you or they don't like you, like, be yourself. Who cares? Right. And I'm just so, like, I know that my personality is bright. I know that I have great qualities to myself. I know that I've been through a lot. So I'm strong, and I just remind myself that, like— Remember who you are. I remember who I am. I remember where I came from. I Sometimes I do catch myself caring, like, oh, well, what will they think of that? And I'm like, I don't give up. Yeah. You know, it's uh, like— hey. And that's natural. Yeah. It's yeah. natural for So everyone. I think it's just—I don't really know how to answer that question, but I just—I'm huge on, like, inspiring people to just be yourself. Who cares? Be yourself. <laughs> you yes. know, and that's the one thing is be your authentic self. Dude. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. I for love sure. that answer. Yeah, I love that. You know, and I'm thinking right now, I'm like, God, that would be so cool to do, like, have a big TikTok event in at, at the cafe, like, every, you know, once a week or something like that, or once a month, just so women can step into um, being silly. Just like letting it go. You know, I think that's why I would say that I want to do that because I think that would be such a freeing environment because I see, like I said, so many beautiful women. I'm looking at them. I think, wow, you're so amazing. But they, it's hard to see it because we're so used to having to put on this facade or this look and what, you know, I don't know what others are going to think and just being connected to yourself. And I see you being connected to your laughter and your silliness Mm. and your grief and your you know, your pain and your joy. And that's what's so um, attractive. Yeah, I think that, you know, I just came to realize that the right people will stay. So it's like, if I'm being myself Mm. and somebody doesn't like it, you weren't meant to be in my life anyways. Keep it moving. Bye. Keep it moving. Bye. Right. So it's like, there's 55,000 or 2 million that want to see me. Right. Right. And I have like a handful of friends, like my best friend, Erica, we are so weird together. And when I met her, I was like, okay, okay. Like we both laugh about the same stuff. So it's like, there's women out there that probably are like, wasn't she your Sully? (laughs) <laughs> she, we did meet in prison. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. I love Erica. Erica, yeah. I love you, girl. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and she's, and she's a lifer. She, you know, it's like I knew from the minute I met her, you're going to be my life forever. And so, yeah, I just feel like, you know, just be your authentic self and the right people will stay. That's awesome. So um, if you need help from someone, is it easy for you to ask that if you say, hey, I need help? I think it's depending on what it is. Like what, for instance? Um, okay, so. Like when's the last time that you asked for help? Of any kind. Of any kind. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I, I I know I asked for help. I just can't think of like something, something as small as like, hey, can you take that trash out? <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I'll go ahead and say this out loud. Did you called me not too long ago just to talk through some stuff? Oh, that's yes. awesome. Oh, that talking with you was easy. That was easy because I knew, I don't know. But I just feel like there's certain things that I I do struggle with asking for help um, because I, as a child, or as a younger teen, I was all over the place, you know, like couch surfing and living with my friends. Right. And I got this thing of like not being wanted. <laughs> Right. Is that? No. You know, so then I grew this thing of being like a nuisance. And it's like this deep thing with me where I don't want to be a nuisance to people. So, Mm. like, it just depends on what it is. Yeah, I'm, that there's that so much just came, yeah, yeah, some, so much just came out that dude that was really good dude. 
Like that's a well thought out answer. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not easy to ask for help in the first place, you know, especially for, like for Brandon, cause that's who I can speak of because of me, but like nobody wanted to help me out there in the first freaking place. Why would they want to help me out now? Yeah. Well, then I realized that once I started getting clean and putting one foot in front of the other, people were more reluctant to want to help me yes. or not wait, wrong way. Was that to was want to help you? More likely to want to help me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. That happened like, for me as well. You know, it's like once I started getting clean, people were like, "Oh, okay, if you're trying to get your shit together, then I'll help you out." But it's like for the longest time, I'm like, for like first couple, like first year out, I'm like, they don't want to, they don't, they don't care, you know. But they really did. I just didn't yeah, know how to ask. That's true. Yeah. yeah, and I did have to prove myself too. So like, yeah. when I first got out, I lived into, I lived in an Oxford house for two years, which was great. You know, those women became my family. Um, but then I I wanted to move in with, I mentioned her er- earlier, Sharon. She's my roommate. She was my figure skating coach when I was younger. And what? She, yeah, yeah. I can so see you as a figure skater. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. With a sparkly, figure skater, With the dude. sparkly dress. Yeah. And you have oh, sparkly the tights. And, yes. Woo. I was Pocahontas one time, feathers on my oh, head. Oh, yeah. I love that. So, <laughs> I yeah. It. So she was like a mother figure to me, you know, just like family to me. And I wanted to move in with her. And I think I had to prove myself a little bit because after a few years of me being out, I said, listen, dude, obviously look at me. I'm doing great. Let me move in. She was like, all right, let's do it. And I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> I'm yeah. doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And that's what I love too is like you took these experiences that you had and you really wrote them out. Like you did Oxford for two solid years mm-hmm. and that's not easy. Some people are like, I want a different thing now. Yeah. And like to live through those, you know, it's hard to have all those women in the house oh and do God. that work on yeah. yourself and manage that and, you know, yeah. live live that way. And then, you know. I don't know. I just see you with your job, too. Like, you worked at Dairy Queen for a long time, mm-hmm. but it was a job, she and it paid there. your bills, and <laughs> you probably did have a lot of fun there. Yeah. But, Her you know, America. and, like, yeah. it's like now you have a different type of job, very kind of, I'm assuming, um, administrative. But yeah, more professional yeah, job. Yeah, more and... professional job. And so it's like, but you take your time with stuff. You're not just, like, moving to the next level, you know, as Trying the wind Trying to jump, blows. jump, jump. Yeah, or yeah. I need to make more money, or I need to be in a relationship, or I just feel like people get in a big hurry to move and they haven't really done the work on themselves and they should just hold the line and not have that stress for two years or whatever it is and then move incrementally as you grow. It's very smart and no one does it. That's a rare quality. It it really is. And there's a... Nailed that. She's so good, dude. She is. She (laughs) is. But there's a statistic out there about Oxford that I want to share. For everybody here, that if you stay in Oxford House for 16 to 18 months, that you have a 72 to 83% chance better to stay clean for longer mm-hmm. than you would, whether you're getting out of a VA, whether you're getting out of any other clean and sober living, any residential, no matter what it is. And that I've heard that twice from personally, face to face from the Surgeon General of the United States of America, twice. Wow. Really? Yes, absolutely. Because I've been to, I went to DC and met him once for Oxford and Kansas City. And I met him wow. and he told me that twice. That's so crazy. That's like when you when Stephanie n- nailed that two years. I'm like, oh, pfft, I've been waiting to hear this one because I can't yeah. get nobody to stay in for 16 months. Right. It was right. yeah, and it was hard too because I had just got done living with women for two years, right. yeah. and <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I get into this we, Oxford house and I'm carrying the same shower bag from prison to the bathroom. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. Yeah. You guys don't use my stuff. I'm not using this bag anymore. I'm throwing this bag away. You know the mesh <laughs> yeah, one? Yeah, like, yeah. come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Lacey, there's yeah. so much great content in this whole this whole podcast. You were 
over amazing. You always do good. Um, we knew you would. This has been talked about for a couple months now, and I'm so glad that we finally got to get in here. I have one more question for you. Shoot it. I'm gonna. <laughs> through all of it, through everything you've done, through all the good, through all the hurt, through everything you've done, Lacey, what's your proudest moment? I have a few, but... Give it to us. You give us the first one free, and then I'll charge you $25. Perfect, perfect. (laughs) The first moment that comes to my mind when you say my proudest moment is when I graduated dental school. That was my proudest moment Mm -hmm. because I didn't graduate high school. You know, I had my son when I was 15, so... um, I was very proud. My dad flew here from Wyoming. He was in the audience. He was so proud to see his face. And I got, I graduated with honors and best attendance award. Wow. Yeah. So I was so proud of myself for that. You didn't Um, just, you didn't just graduate. You did it with honors. I did did it it with honors. With pride. Yep. And the best attendance award. I didn't miss nothing. (laughs) And I had a newborn. I I was breastfeeding. Like it was, yeah, but I buckled down. And so that's the number one. That's the number one. Wow. That's huge. All in itself. Well, being a mom, being a, you know, mom and going back to school. Best attendance. That's really good. Yeah, it was. And, you know, my baby daddy was a real big help, too, in that time of my life and stuff. But it was a lot, and I was proud of myself for that. So, um, and then I would say um, prison. I chose to go the other way, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah. We I tell Stephanie that all the time. Dude, same thing. It, uh, I didn't think that was going to come out, but I literally say it all the time. Like, prison saved my life. It dude. saved my life. I walked out of there a completely different woman. Amen. And so I'm proud of that, you know. And I think um, probably another proud moment is that I didn't relapse after my dad died. Um, you know, I had it set out. I was going to meet someone. Right. I, I had it. You, know, you were ready. I was ready, and I I didn't. So that was a really big deal for me, too, knowing that the pain I was in and stuff and the way that I was able to just, nope, you know. It All right, good. you left the door open for it, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. <laughs> what made you change your mind? My son. Yeah, that was perfect. That was right next That's to me. That's great. That's great. Yeah. That's It's like great. you played the tape all the way through. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I just looked over at him and I'm like, I can't do that. I can't do that to them. It's beautiful. So, Lacey, I just A, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I know who you are. You know, um proud of us from yeah. coming out from where we come from. I'm so proud uh, of you. Thank you. Um I'm very proud of me today too. I'm getting choked up here. Um I just want to say thank you. Thank you for staying. Thank you for choosing life. Thank you for choosing your children. Thank you for being an inspiration. Thank you for being an influencer on TikTok and all your social media where you're able to help people. Thank you for saying yes to us for coming on our amazing Survivors of Addiction podcast. What? What? It is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's um, great. This, is, this, yeah. is, this, was, this was an amazing experience. I woke up this morning excited about it. Me too. Um, I, I never work on my day off. <laughs> only for you Lacey. only, only for, for you girl so anytime a podcast comes where i know it's just like they're all great but like we knew this one would be so i, I I'll, I'll let it let them say their thank yous but i just want to say thank you and i'm freaking grateful for you today thank you. thank you thank you and thank you guys for letting me share my story and being a part of this it's awesome it's amazing and i can't help also but think and it, it, it makes me emotional because i think you know you may have 
you made all those choices. You could have gone another way. And because you chose another way, other people are having a better life. A. Just from your choices that maybe you haven't even met, maybe you'll never meet. For your kids, for for your family, for the people that that watch you, that those little choices, well, that are big, but the tiny, a tiny shift in a different direction is helping so many other people, and that's huge. We don't even realize the ripple effect our choices have on other people, good or bad. So yeah. I appreciate that, and I can't Thank wait to you. do a TikTok. Yeah, I can't wait. Don't to laugh. Teach you. I'm not a good dancer, <laughs> but it's gonna, we're gonna do it. <laughs> nice. We're gonna do it. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for being here, Lacey. I know we're going to get to see lots of you. <laughs> so happy to know you. Um, everyone, thank you for listening. And we are excited about season two of Survivor of Addiction podcast, where we will be talking to people, hopefully across the United States, who have big stories of what they've done with their recovery. Some real leaders and some just amazing stories. Yeah, so more to good. come. It's going to be amazing. Um, if you could uh, do all the things. Comment, like, share. Yes. Comment, like, and share and uh, we'll see you next time. Happy holidays. Bye, guys. Bye.